five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, mean boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the My Five Cents Podcast, the family debate show where we talk about anything and everything, but we need a loser to laugh at and a winner to take all the bragging rights. How y'all feeling this week, fellas? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in need of vacation. I'm not good. I need a vacation. Need a vacation. I need to get away. Oh my gosh. You need a vacation, HL? Yes, I need a vacation. You need a vacation, logical genius. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I need a vacation too. Cause come October, I'm gonna lose my job. You know, so <laughs> I need I need Boy. I need a vacation badly. Just got that. Need back to back vacations, actually. It sounds like you're about to be on a vacation with yeah, your job. It's gonna Whether be you like it or not, right? It's about to be a forced one. I, I can't believe it. But I guess this topic becomes timely. And what is our topic for today? HLS. It's the best bang for your buck bucket list travel destinations. You see, there was too many B's in there. That's why I normally introduce the topic. There was too many B's in there. I said, that tongue twister, we are just going to let HLS do it. So bang for our buck, bucket travel list. He'll say it again, but we have a very special guest that is going to help us out with this topic. Our guest today has a pretty prestigious nine to five, but between you and me, he's only there to use that money to fund his real passion of traveling. That passion began at a young age when during family vacations, they would visit national parks. Now, as an adult, he's continued to fuel that love for travel, which has taken him around the world. He's been a travel blogger and podcast host since 2005 won awards from the Society of American Travel Writers and North American Travel Journalists Association, and was once named the best independent travel journalist by Travel and Leisure Magazine. He's discovered that language is a great window into different cultures, studying German, French, Italian, Spanish, Mandarin, Turkish, Russian, Swahili, and Greek, although he's only influent in English. Please give a warm welcome to our guest tonight, Chris Christensen. Welcome, 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 Chris. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the show, Chris. Chris, let me start you off with this icebreaker, and then I already have a follow-up question just from your bio alone. But for the (laughs) icebreaker, Chris, what is your superpower, and how has that assisted you in your journey? Actually, sleep is my superpower, and it's (laughs) it's helpful when when you're traveling and you can get up the first day of a trip to... Asia or Europe and beyond local time. Okay, that is a and very don't have to deal with great jet lag for a week. So that is a great superpower right there. See, so in your bio, you, you talk <laughs> about language and all of these languages I do, I do, that yeah. you have been introduced to. Do you, on a scale of one to ten, how important is it to have some sort of influence or understanding of the language you're traveling to the country that you're traveling to in the language there great question i I find it helpful but you know honestly you all have a superpower which is you're fluent in the language of travel because you can travel much of the world knowing nothing but english 
So I don't know if you'll the old, the old story. If you're fluent in three languages, you're what? You're trilingual. Trilingual. Okay. Okay. If you're fluent in two languages, you're what? Bilingual. Bilingual. If you're fluent in only one language, you're single. American. American. <laughs> <laughs> An arrogant American. An arrogant American. Potentially, potentially, yeah. but there you don't need to know another language uh, to travel. I would not wait till you know another language to travel. But on the other hand, I remember learning just enough Italian, for instance, that we went to a restaurant in Milan and the waiter spoke, the waiter's a young man, they spoke Italian, they spoke English, you know, we didn't have to use Italian, but darn it, I had spent, you know, six months in learning the car Italian, I was going to use it. So the first night I'm ordering an Italian, things like that. Fine, no problem. We didn't plan on coming back, but the restaurant we went to go to was having a private party. So we went, well, we had a great meal the night before. Let's go back to this restaurant. We walked in and Mama, who did not speak English as far as I know, looked at me and greeted me in Italian with, oh, you're the one who was speaking Italian. Wow. And we got wow. a very different level of service that whole night because I had taken some effort to butcher the Italian language. You know, was not fluent, but was, you know, trying to use it. So you don't have to wait till you're, you know, fluent in the language. Uh, we certainly had people immediately switch to their language when I break out my French or my German or something like that. Let's do that in English. But but they generally appreciate you making an effort. Oh, so yeah. can, most, we most, can open some doors. Yeah, most definitely. See, we have an Amer an arrogant American on the show. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Yes, yeah, he, he, he goes by the habitual line stepper. We traveled abroad, and he decided that he was going to bring his broken Spanish to Brazil, where they speak Portuguese. So it's not they, even like broken do. Portuguese, it's broken Spanish <laughs> to Brazil. No, you can you can get away with your broken Spanish in Italy, but it's a little harder in Brazil. It, it was very hard in Brazil. Yeah. They, they had no idea. They had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. Good thing I spent the four months on Rosetta Stone and I definitely <laughs> saved his life that week, even though he put mine in jeopardy the whole time. Wow, you're gonna put my business in the street. All the way you're in the street. Bro code. <laughs> so chris you've traveled so many places around the world and you keep doing it so, so you have a lot of so you're saying i'm old here. no no i'm <laughs> saying you're just, experienced. just remember that chris you called you old remember that you're experienced but with that said there yeah. must have been and i hope not but i'm assuming there must have been a frightening experience uh, a scary experience no actually i can't think of any experience that I've been, you know, scammed in China, but in a, in a pleasant way. Oh, I, what is, I've what is been, a pleasant you know, way to be scammed? What? Oh, it was one of those, you know, hey, we're the artists who did that. We're doing a private gallery showing of our work. And, you know, it was just work that they had gotten prints of. <laughs> we, you know, it, it wasn't their work. It wasn't real. It was a scam, but they were very nice about it. So, you know, I've been in places where I thought this is, I should be afraid of this potentially like you fly into Cairo at 1am and someone says, you know, taxi and you do what you're, they often tell you not to do. And you say, yeah, sure. And the guy takes your bags and walks off into the night. And my wife is saying, wow. are you sure that's a good idea? And I said, yeah, he seemed fine to me. Wow. <laughs> and he was, but, but no, I, I can't actually think of a time. So maybe it's just a lack of common sense is the other possibility. Okay. Okay. But I've also not really gotten into trouble. 
So there are some advantages of being a, you know, six foot three, 200 plus pound guy where they might want to just pick on somebody else. I can see that. That's very true. So Chris, let me ask you this. For anyone who's never traveled like abroad, Mm -hmm. first time travelers, and you have people who are young who've never traveled abroad, and people who are older in life who've never traveled abroad, right? What would be your number one tip for them? If you had to give them one tip only and say, hey, if you're going to travel abroad, do the following or consider the following. One tip only. I think it, I still, my tip for most people is don't assume it's your only trip. There's some people that get so, I have to see everything. Everything. Because mm-hmm. I'm never going to go on a trip again. And, and it, that may be true for you, but sometimes you'll enjoy it more if you see a little less. You know, you'll enjoy it more if you leave a reasonable pace. So we did a trip to Spain with my family in the heat of the summer, which I advised against. (laughs) And then in 10 days, I think it was, we went to Madrid, Toledo, Sevilla, Los Pueblos Blancos, Cordova, Granada, Barcelona, and Segovia. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) after that we said you know two nights minimum in every place we you know we were just always on the go and sometimes especially when i'm traveling with my family it's just behooves me to slow down and do it at half the pace i would do if i were on my own and just you know enjoy the things i'm seeing more rather than worrying about checking everything off a list it's funny you say that because I, I often hear that from friends who travel, even myself, when I talk to people after I travel, like we didn't have enough time to do everything, right? Yeah. Because you're trying to do everything, right? right. And it, it's better to do a handful of things and kind of absorb what it is you're doing and, and right. take it in, take it all in and, and enjoy like where you're at, the location, the people, the food, anything like that, as opposed to trying to run around and scrambling and trying to get everything checked off on your list of things to do. Because yep. you're right, I think people have that mentality of when are we going to come back here? You know, when, right. and, and traveling, you know, it's still fairly easy for a lot of people, available to a lot of people. So maybe you're right, having that mindset of well, you're not going to, you're going to come back or you can come back is, is actually a good mindset to have, I think. Even if you're not, I still think enjoying the things, going at a pace where you can enjoy the things you're seeing is more important, I think, in the long run than. Did I see everything? You know, it used to be see everything in the guidebook. Now it's see everything I saw on Instagram, but it's the same, you know, it's the same <laughs> yeah, mental checklist that yeah. we carry with us. Yeah. So true. while you were listing off all of those places that you visited, <laughs> I know that in my head, all I heard was the cha-ching sound. Cha-ching, 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 <laughs> like money, money, money. How do you, or what would you recommend to our listeners who may have this fear of, I can't afford these places? That they're talking about i can't afford to go on vacation so it depends where you go as you all have done in your research here for your best budget friendly bucket list there was some other b in there that i missed <laughs> Chris, God, how can we who can't get it so so <laughs> but you know there are definitely places even whether you do it independently or you do it with a tour um it's useful for instance if you go to one of the like the small group tour company uh, sites and then you go look at what they're going to charge you for a tour to France versus a tour to Cambodia. You know, it's going to be 
you know, not counting flights. Flights are a different thing. It depends on how far you're going in general. It's not really that way anymore since deregulation, but it, you know, has something to do with how far you're going. If you're going closer, it's usually cheaper. But once you're there, it can be quite different depending on the destination. So, you know, if you're in Cambodia, is the question is, do I spend $3 on my meal or $4 and get the mango smoothie? That is not the question you're asking when you're in Paris or London. You know, some places are just more expensive. So it does depend on where you go, how much it's going to cost you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go to the places you want to go. But also then when you're there, there are different levels of cost. You know, if you want to stay in an American style hotel, for instance, and you're outside the U.S., you're going to pay more. And you're probably not going to have as good as experience if you stay in that local guest house or that local, you know, maybe it's an Airbnb, maybe it's a hostel, depending on what you're, you know, what you're up for. But sometimes staying more local, staying in a more local provider and the way the local stay is both less expensive and also a more fun experience in terms of getting to know more locals or getting to see things more from how they would see it. What would your advice be to single travelers? Go with a buddy or be on your own and, and live vicariously? I do both. Okay. <laughs> so there's no right answer to that question. If you're traveling by yourself, you will, you know, unless you're really, really shy like me, <laughs> it is easier to meet people when you're not with somebody else from, for a lot of people, really? more so for an extrovert, less so for an introvert, but you just, you're not talking to somebody else. It's easier to meet people if you're on public transportation than it is if you're in a rental car, for instance, okay. all sorts of things are going to make a difference there. But on the other hand, the friends that we've traveled with, we have these shared experiences that are treasured. I've yeah. got one friend that we've oh. traveled with that we've been to six continents together wow. who's not my wife and i've also been to six times <laughs> with my wife so you know and those are cherished experiences i would say that who you travel with is your most important decision is more important than where you go good point you, you know go with point. somebody who's going to enjoy the people you know enjoy what you're seeing don't go with the complainer you know unless you married her in which case you've got a bigger <laughs> So Chris, where, where was the where was the first place you've traveled on your own, like by yourself? And what made you decide to say, you know what, I'm just going to go by myself? I don't know if I can come quite with the first place, but one of the most memorable trips that I had that was early on. So also, let's put this in context. I had done before I started the podcast. By the time I started the podcast, I'd been to maybe a dozen countries, not that many. And I started the podcast 18 years ago, and I was in my 40s. So I'm not one of those people who, you know, was fortunate enough to start traveling when I was 20 or so, or didn't so much. We did one trip to Europe where, you know, we did a, if this is Tuesday, this must be Belgium kind of trip to Europe when back in 1987. But then we had two kids in 1988 and 1989, and we didn't go back abroad yeah, we went to Canada, but we didn't go, you know, overseas until they were nine or ten, yeah. and that's wow. really when we started a lot of our international travel. So, you know, you're, it's never too late, it's never too early. But I remember doing a trip. I had done volunteer trips down to Mexico 
with a church group uh, going down to build houses in Tijuana. And so I'd been to Mexico like 15 times, but I'd never seen Mexico. And if you've been to Tijuana, you, you understand what I'm saying. It's a different, it's a different place. It's a border town. Yeah. And I love Tijuana, honestly. And, you know, love spending time out there in the barrio with the, you know, in not the richest part of town, yeah. but the, you know, the closing night fiestas that we'd have with the food cooked over the fire that was heated with the gas that was siphoned out of the truck, you know, <laughs> it's some of the best meals I've ever had, you know, with the local the ladies making their homemade salsas and things. Yeah. But I really didn't feel like I'd seen Mexico. So I did a solo trip. Oh, gosh, I don't know how many years ago now, 50. 15 years ago, maybe something like that to Mexico city and to Oaxaca and both tremendous cities, Mexico city, more intimidating just in terms of, you know, crime and things like that, that have happened in Mexico city, Oaxaca easier uh, for people who are early, you know, who haven't done a lot of travel or solo travel. Uh, But it was a great trip and it was one where my wife wasn't ready to go. She wasn't ready to go to Mexico. She It took her a little longer to get over the I can't drink the water thing. Um, yeah. And once she, once she got over that, she's been to you know many places where you can't drink the water. Uh, but that is, you know, I, they don't speak the language. The, I, you can't drink the water. Hey, I can't flush the toilet paper. I mean, all of those things can be a barrier to people who are used to things being the way they were at home. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you have the Amateur Traveler Travel Podcast. Correct. Is there a favorite episode that you would recommend to us and all of the listeners out there? One episode. So yeah, 18 years. Gosh, I loved it. So one of the things I enjoy in the show is, so we cover places I've been and we cover places I haven't been yet. Okay. And one of the recent shows we did, for instance, that has, has really put one of the places on the map for me of someplace I want to get to in the short term has been the show we did on Azerbaijan. Mm. And, you know, if you can find Azerbaijan on the map, you are ahead of most of the people, I'd say, in the U.S. who, you know, 50% of which, according to some studies, can find their state on a map. So, you know, <laughs> uh, Azerbaijan is a little more exotic than that. But we've also done some great shows on like we did a road trip on Kansas that, you know, I loved when I heard about Kansas had a the world's largest museum of small versions of large things, you know, which is just. <laughs> OK, I love you. I'm trying to parse that. I see LHS. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the wheels are turning. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of those great Americana kind of road trips. And we do both. We do, you know, domestic destinations. We do exotic destinations that you're going to have to look for on your map, like pony, you know, pony treks in Lesotho or things like that. I love them all, but I like hearing about places that I hadn't thought about going. And now I want to, and I, and now since I started the show, I've gotten a chance to get to many of those places. We had a show years ago about the Rutapuk in the Yucatan. So, which is a particular drive South of Merida, Mexico where you go see, you know, this particular cave with 10,000 year old cave art and the ruins at Ushmal and some other ruins down there. And it's not crowded like Chichen Itza, which is also in the Yucatan. You're going to be there with Mexican tourists. And when I heard about it, I went, I got to go there. And when I was there, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that, it did not disappoint. So I'm just like a listener of the show too, where I'm putting things on my bucket list based on what I hear. Ah, so everyone, listen in. We now take Chris to a place. 
we are going to transition to the next segment of our show where we are going to go over the topic of best budgeted bucket list travel locations it's a lot now, of words are there, there bonus points for segways <laughs> yes absolutely and, okay and that was the right. segue. i did so, just need to know the scoring here yes okay. yes just keep remember he called you old hls called you old and remember my <laughs> when did i do that when at the beginning experience you, you, he has that memory is that memory experience uh, yeah, bad memory. Pay attention to the show. <laughs> now, logical genius, please tell Chris what is going to happen next. All right, Chris, we're going to have a lot more fun. So what HLS Social Juve and I are going to do is present to you our list of the top five. And I'm not going to repeat the topic, but you heard the topic. The <laughs> listeners heard the topic. Our top Coward. five destinations, <laughs> bucket list destinations, budget, 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 budget. Yeah, I'm saying it all wrong, right? But you heard the topic. The best, yep. best destination. I can't even say it now. Best destinations for us to travel, and we're each going to present to you our list one at a time. We don't know each yep. other's list, so we have no idea what each other have to say. But you get to decide who goes first, who goes second, and who goes last. And then it's judgment time for you. You get to decide which one of us has the best list. But you want to start with third place because we need to know who the loser is. We don't really care about second place because they're the first place loser. And then we ultimately need to know who is the champion for this episode. And, one. and as I understand it, the judgment criteria are entirely mine. Correct. There we yeah. go. There you go. No. You're, you're ready. HLS yep. will okay. even have to explain it to you. Nope. You might like, for example, the fact that I called you experienced. <laughs> <laughs> and then are we going to do these from five to one? Correct. Bottom to top of the list? Yeah, five to one. Five to one. Let's do that. Yeah. You HLS, let's start with you. Okay, oh, here we ready. go. Get right into it. He's ready. So, hey, podcasting, 18 years, <laughs> so 1,700, 1,900 episodes, various, you know, four no different problem. podcasts over 18 years. So, yeah, I'm behind the mic. <laughs> so, here's how I sorted my list okay. I have different, my own set of criteria, right? So, I need a restful vacation, right? Something that's gonna center me and bring me balance so at number five i have tulum mexico okay so it's got beautiful beaches it's got historic ruins like the mayan ruins it's got these underground caves and, and sinkholes where you could just like wander the natural beauty and swim on the so yep it's great for places like yoga it's like a, a huge yoga center you could take like a it's called a sound bath it's supposed to like recenter you and re-energize you it's got a lot of healing qualities and again, we're talking about bucket list budget. It's one American dollar for 17 pesos. So you're on the winning side. At number four. Yes, but that doesn't tell us what you can get for 17 pesos. That the exchange rate isn't a good indicator of value. Fair, but fair. Okay. <laughs> fair, because it, it could cost 25,000 pesos for a loaf of bread. So you're right. You're right. <laughs> so at number four, I have Egypt. Right? Because I'm okay. looking for a more cultural vacation. Right? So it's got probably arguably the oldest civilization in the world. It's got the longest river in the world. You can take a, a boat cruise along the Nile. You need to see the pyramids. And though that natural wonder, you could probably stand your You know, those are actually artificial, just so you know. Not a natural wonder. Yeah. People built those. 
Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Possibly yeah. aliens, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that is that the rumor for the travel people? That the, no. it, I, I was, I thought, that's the, I thought that's you if you watch this like Area Fifty One talk now. I wasn't sure. <laughs> so it's got the pyramids, it's got the Sphinx, yep. and you could you know be biblical and go to the Red Sea and see if you could part like Moses. So there's a lot right, of sir. a lot of cultural significance. In, in. And then number three, Chris, Iceland, right? And Iceland huh? is my experience vacation, right? Oh, right. So, I mean, I love the show Vikings. So there's a lot of Viking heritage in Iceland. Shout out to Ragnar Lothbrok, my man. You could also go to, excuse me, the Blue Lagoon, which is like a man-made lake and it's heated by vo- volcanic uh, ashes, which is kind of an experience. Uh, it's one of the few places in the world you can see the Northern Lights. So that will be an experience. Uh, you could travel inside a volcano. And there's also sometimes of the year it has 24-hour daylight. So I've never experienced that before. Uh, I would like to check that out. And I also like this show called Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmer. And okay. on that show, he had something called fermented shark. Fermented said, rotten shark. And he said it tastes like urine. But something about that guy in that show it makes I me managed wonder. to avoid that in Iceland. But yes. <laughs> so you so have something for urine in your mouth. <laughs> Listen. Don't put my business in the streets. <laughs> you tell me that. <laughs> and number two, Chris, I want to party. And there's no place to party. No better place to party than Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. All right. I've been there and I had one of the most fantastic times of my life. The people, the samba, the beaches, the drinks. Did I say the food? I went to this restaurant called Mario's in Rio, in Copacabana Beach. And it was a Chuscaria, a Brazilian steakhouse. And mm-hmm. every single cut of meat that I had, no matter what kind it was, was better than the next. Delicious. It was fantastic. And did I say Mardi Gras? Did I say Mardi no. Gras? No, you didn't actually. But... Every, when I went every day, Every corner, every block was a party. And not, not even talking about the Samba drum. Just, we, you could walk out of, back then when I went, there was something called Internet Cafes. We went to go check in Internet Cafe and I walked out. I turned the corner. Next thing you know, a street party. One of the most fantastic experiences of my life. And the number one, I need to do a historical trip. Okay. And that is South Africa. You know, it's kind of crazy to think where we are now. And in 1994, that's when they ended apartheid. So Mm -hmm. you kind of want to go experience that. Not experience apartheid, but kind of see. Please no. No, no, not at all. (laughs) But see kind of the newness of it and almost Mm -hmm. kind of take a dip back in history. I mean, you could go to places like Cape Town where you could visit Robben Island where Mandela Mm -hmm. was, was incarcerated. You could go to Joburg and see the Apartheid Museum tour, where Nelson Mandela lived, and see his museum, and just get a whole bunch of history in that one trip. And Chris, that is my five cents on the best Excellent. bucket list places to travel on a budget. I will save feedback for all three at once. Okay. okay. We will go to Sosoju. All right. In the building, and my approach to my list... Ah. I'm going to give you an experience because I've experienced these places. And at number five, I recommend taking an all-inclusive 
to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. I went there with the logical genius. We stayed at an all-inclusive resort. He blew up the bathroom. (laughs) The the people were saying, ay, coño, after that. We (laughs) had so much fun because they had a pool. There was a pool phone party. Never been to one of those before. We saw people go through obstacle courses, fall off. And the best part about it is at these resorts, they usually have uh, an MC that kind of takes you through your stay. And this one guy, all he kept saying was, swap it, okay? And it was just the most hilarious thing. So I recommend an all-inclusive, through Groupon, mind you, Groupon <laughs> VR. At number four. We're talking budget, so okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, that's where we stayed somewhere from Groupon. And it was absolutely phenomenal. At number four, I say go to Cozumel, Mexico. Take a cruise if you can. Don't go to see the seaside. Go on the indoor. Get a nice little drink package and go over to Cozumel. I did that in my younger years. I was getting over a heartbreak. I met Jennifer Lopez. It wasn't the real Jennifer Lopez, but her name was Jennifer (laughs) Lopez and she resided in Florida. And that just brought my spirits right back up after that heartbreak. I was back to So So Juve again. At number three, I have Negril, Jamaica. Now, being HLS, we went down there to Jamaica. I think it was for his birthday. And he was staying in hedonism. I couldn't afford hedonism. So I stayed in the resort, you know, a few beaches down or away. But what I did do is on his special night, I did pay for a one-day pass to go to hedonism. I ended up in a toga. I ended up rapping on stage. And people thought (laughs) that I actually stayed there. So I was actually able to go back to the private beach afterwards because people thought that I actually stayed there. So I had a hedonism time without the hedonism price, okay? So there's a hack for you right there. (laughs) At number two, I also have Copacabana, Rio in Brazil. And I love what you said earlier. Sometimes you don't have to do everything because there was only one thing on our list to do, which was to see the Christ Redeemer statue. And we did not see that. That was the only thing that we had on the list. And we did not go see that at all. Everything that HLS described was absolutely true. We met some great people there, friends to this day that we still keep in touch with. Till this day. Yes. I saved HLS's life because he had that broken Spanish and he was going to get us kidnapped. Like that was guaranteed (laughs) for sure. And it was just one of the best vacations ever. I have to go back. And at number one, it's, it's not exotic, but it is a staycation. Look at your local areas. And one of the biggest regrets that I actually have in life is for all the times that I've been in New York, born in New York, lived in New York, I never saw the World Trade Center Mm. and they no longer exist. So sometimes you don't have to travel abroad. Sometimes the historical event or aspect is right there in your backyard. Treat it like you're a tourist. Don't take it for granted because it may not be there. So that is my five cents on the list. Strong finish. Strong finish. (laughs) So, but you're going to New York. You're not going to go see the World Trade Center. What are you going to see on your staycation? Oh, on my staycation, I still haven't seen the Statue of Liberty. Okay. So I would definitely go ahead and do that. All right. Excellent. I guess it's my My turn, My process of elimination. Yeah. Interesting list from my two co-hosts. So... It's funny, right? You break down the topic. Best budget-friendly 
bucket list travel destinations. The funny thing about the bucket list or the budget part is the budget is what you set it, right? So you can have a big budget and if you overspend upon your budget, then you're going over budget. But if you have a big budget and you're smart, you can be under budget. So I focus more on the bucket list and I guess bang for your buck part of it, right? Because okay. that's where I think where it matters with, with this discussion. So number five, I, I agree with so so Juve on this one. I'd say anywhere in the United States, especially for anyone who's living here in the United States, we have so many places in this country that I think people haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And we have arrived from major metropolitan areas like New York, Chicago, DC, to things that are more in tune with nature, like Yosemite, you know, anywhere in the Midwest, you know, things that, you know, where you can see both, you know, a city and and the, the natural wonders of the world. So I think anyone in the United States, and, and, and for the most part, you if, live if here you already. If you had to narrow it down to one thing in the United States. One location? For your bucket list. For my bucket list? You know what? I'm going to say Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> oh, not right. Oh, state. I did not see that coming, but okay. Well, you know why? Because it, it's funny. Like, I have a, a lot of friends or a lot of people I've met since I live in New York now, and I've yep. met since coming out here. And every single time I mention, oh, I'm originally from Rhode Island, I love it there. It's so great there. Everything, the food's great there. So many, so many options from Providence to Newport. You know, this, it's a small state, so you can get anywhere within 10, 15, 20 minutes of driving, and you have access to a variety of different things. And I grew up there, and it's a it's a close place to my so I would always recommend people to come visit Rhode Island. It's a great state to visit. At number four, I have Iceland. In Iceland, because I'm I'm a big nature person, I've always wanted to see the Northern Lights in, in person. Like I've always wanted to see it up front, and I've heard that if you do see it, you know, because it's not always on. When you do see it, it's it's one of those things where you're just in awe. Uh, and and you just admire what you're looking at. It's just your place in the universe and all of that stuff, right? And, and then the hot springs, uh, I've heard, were, were, are amazing to, to visit. There are plenty of them, right? I think people try to tend to go to the more popular one, but I think there are a lot of them that people don't know about and aren't as busy with tourists. So I think Iceland is is, is an, uh, a destination for me. And the cost of like food there, maybe it's like, what, maybe $20, $25 a meal if you're going to like a restaurant, but you can always find something cheaper. And I think that's where the budgeting part comes in. At number three, excuse me, at number three, yep, I have South Africa. So I agree with HLS. I think everyone needs to visit South Africa or, or Africa in general. And South Africa has a lot of rich history, cultural diversity. The food there is great. A lot of natural landscape. So I think it's it's just a a, a must must have or must must go to travel destination. At number two, I have Mexico. Uh, Mexico has great food options. To HLS's point, you know the 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 trend the the dollar to the peso. Yes, it's high. It's it's in favor of the U.S. dollar, but I think things are there are generally cheaper and more affordable there. Obviously, you're staying in like five star hotels or whatever. But if you go outside of the resort areas into the cities, into the towns, you can find things that are very affordable depending on your comfort level in terms of food and even places to stay. At number one, this is tough because I, I was dabbling between different countries. And I said to myself, you know what? 
if I get to this area, it's affordable enough for me to go basically anywhere once I'm there. And that to me is Southeast Asia, right? Okay. The, the flights there are probably going to be on the price, but like you mentioned earlier, flights anywhere, the further you go away, it's going to be expensive. But once you get there, this goes into the bang for your buck part of, of, of the topic. You're going to spend so much less to get so much more, right? You can spend four or five bucks on, you know, decent restaurant street food, or you can go upscale and pay maybe eight bucks for a five-star, you know, restaurant or something like that. You're paying maybe 20, 20 bucks a day, a night for a really good four or five-star hotel, probably. So that to me, Southeast Asia, and you could do this in, in Cambodia, which is my, my heritage. I'm Cambodian. Thailand, which I was born in Thailand, Vietnam, my grandmother was Vietnamese, and then Laos, which I have some friends who are Laos, so I, I guess really no blood connection there. But in all of these places, you have great food, friendly people, affordable things to do. You can spend maybe 20, 30 bucks a day and do a lot of things, including meals, travel, and you have like historical landmarks. Cambodia has Angkor Wat, right? One of the ancient wonders of the world, which you can explore you could spend a whole week exploring that 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 temple in that area and still not see everything. And Thailand, you know, Thailand is known for its food. People love Thai food in this country. That's a big that's been booming over the last few years. So for me, number one is Southeast Asia, and that's my list, Chris. All right, all right, Chris. Okay, I'm going to give you some feedback first. Yes, yes of course. Wait, and well, then, well, before you get into the feedback. Yes. Yeah, we go through something that we call cross examination. Is there oh, anything from our list? And logical genius will put his list in the chat. Is there anything from our list that you require further clarification? No, no. Okay, HLS, do you have I, anything? I haven't been to every place that you recommended. Okay, I haven't been to Rio and I haven't been to Jamaica. Okay, oh, and I haven't been to the DR. So actually, okay. it was more your list than anybody else's, but I've been to all the other places. Okay. I think if I've if I've got the list correctly here, so I have some some reason to have some opinions, and have been to all, all fifty states. Oh wow! Uh, wow. Although wow. you know Oklahoma, I drove in and got gas, so you know <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Counts. That counts. That counts. Yeah. You get to count. You get to decide how you count things, right? So first of all, before we get into the feedback and before we get into who won and who lost, for those who are listening, don't let anybody do what I'm about to do, which is rate your bucket list. Your bucket list is your bucket list. <laughs> My true. bucket list has going to all of the sites from the civil war, but you know, that were battles between the army of Northern Virginia and the army of the Potomac, because I'm a nerd. Your bucket list doesn't have to have that. Okay. You know, my bucket list has going to all the baseball parks, you know, all the major league baseball parks. You don't have to have that because I'm also a baseball nerd, right? Your bucket list is your bucket list. But that being said, I do have feedback. Oh, so let's do, we'll do it in the order. So okay. HLS, yes. Tulum, gorgeous city. Not my favorite Mayan ruins. Okay. If you're in Tulum, go to Koba. Koba. I have stood on a Mayan pyramid by myself at nine o'clock in the morning in Koba uh, with just jungle around me. And you won't get that Chichen Itza and you won't get that in Tulum. For beaches, go a little farther north to Playa del Carmen, party with the Europeans and the Mexicans. Okay. But Tulum is gorgeous. Not a bad choice. Okay. And also, but for 
budget, I might go further inland to Merida and mm. eat $1 street tacos in Sunday afternoon when there's the fiesta in the park and people are dancing. The locals are in their costumes dancing and it's going to be the best meal you have in Mexico and it's $1 street tacos. I mean, love it. Love it. Eat that. $1 street tacos. It's great and it's cheap. Okay. Egypt can't go wrong. Makes my top three all time places. If you love history, again, mm-hmm. if you're a, if you're a history buff, Egypt has to be in the discussion. I mean, literally, you're standing there looking at the Great Pyramids of yeah. Giza, and they're saying this happened in the in the Old Kingdom. We don't know who conquered the Old Kingdom. We've lost them to the times of history, but we know they had an unfair advantage because they had the wheel. Uh, <laughs> and you're looking at the pyramids and you're going how the oh, hell can that be yeah, yeah. Oh. so amazing place um not as budget a destination but but because it is africa it's it's pretty cheap it's pretty affordable it's i noticed what was interesting is none of you the only place that was mentioned in europe was iceland hmm. uh which is interesting uh because the top destinations for most americans are europe uh, so I applaud you all for having a little more having a little more variety here, and yeah. Europe also can be a little more expensive. Iceland, for instance, is expensive. <laughs> the lodging is expensive. The food is expensive. Gorgeous place, you know. Going to watching, being able to stand in the shadow of Ayofiayukul, which is the closest I can get to the pronouncing of the unpronounceable volcano. There <laughs> uh, is amazing. If you want to see geysers. Don't go there. Go to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. There are half the geysers in the world are in Yellowstone. If you bend to Yellowstone first and you go to geyser, after which all geysers are named, you're going to go, that's it. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen any geysers, go go to Iceland first. You'll love it. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, beautiful country. Uh, do, you know what, do you know what you do if you get lost in an Icelandic forest? No. Uh, what? Light a fire? Stand up. <laughs> uh, there's nothing there's, there's not a lot of trees yeah, up there, no trees there. <laughs> but you can be places like the the christian ice the christian lava flow which is just outside of reykjavik which is a 1000 year old lava flow from the time when they accepted christianity which is sharp lava covered with six inches of green moss and you'll feel like you're in dr seuss wow. amazing place but a little expensive okay Rio, I don't think I don't think there's any crit- criticizing Rio. You both were there. I haven't been there. The only thing I would think about also is if you're thinking about South America and you're thinking about party, also think about Buenos Aires, another yeah. place where the food is amazing and you know tango in every corner. But got no criticism, no criticism for Rio. Little higher crime rate there, so some people are going to have a little be a little more intimidated by Brazil. But we've got a Brazilian adopted daughter she just went to school with yeah. us for two years and if i criticize Re- brazil i'm in trouble so yeah we, we are friends with bulletproof jeeps so we're okay <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. south africa again great destination not an expensive destination cape town one of the most beautiful cities in the world in my opinion and you know going out there to the you'll you'll probably do your tour of you know the island prison with someone who was who was locked up there yeah. Mm. If you go now, if you wait and go 10, 20 years from now, you won't. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of the arguments for going going now. If you like wine, when you're in Cape Town, go yeah. out to the wine area yeah. too. Yeah. Also wonderful. Or go on safari. Done the 
done the cross country, cross Africa land journey from Joburg up to Vic Falls. It's all amazing. Solid choice, South Africa. Uh, all-inclusive Putacana Dominican Republic. If you like all-inclusive, not my jam, but you know, it can be a cheaper way to travel at the all-inclusives. That is absolutely true. You won't interact with the culture as much. And it depends on where you do the all-inclusive. If you're doing like the Club Med, you can be anywhere in the world that it's going to seem like Club Med rather than DR or, you know, Mexico or whatever. But definitely a way to save money. My first sponsored trip for Amateur Traveler was to Cozumel to an all-inclusive resort down there. Loved it. Again, not my scene, but, but, you know, solid choice. Dominican Republic. Cruise to Cozumel, Mexico. Cozumel, on the other hand, versus Rio is one of the safest places you can go to New Mexico. But it also feels a lot like Miami. I mean, it doesn't feel much like Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only crit- critique I would have about Cozumel. It's, yeah, when I wrote it, I went to Cozumel and I then mentioned the trip that I did to Mexico City, which was not as comfortable. You know, one day there was a there were riot police out in, in force right outside my hostel, you know. One was a deep dive in Mexican culture. One was all-inclusive resort that felt like Southern U.S. So it's it's not a very Mexican place, is the only thing I would say with Cozumel. So it's not necessarily the best Mexican experience, but it's a good budget experience. And if you're looking for a safe version of Mexico, not a bad choice. Wouldn't be my choice. Negril, Jamaica. What if your buddy isn't going to the expensive <laughs> resort would be my, my only question there. I got no, criti- no criticism of Jamaica. I would say, you know, spend some time in the interior too. Don't just, don't just go to the, the big beach resorts and get a chance to see what makes Jamaica, Jamaica. Uh, you know, do one of the local food tours or, you know, do, do a Rastafarian tour or something like that. Do something that's a little different that you can only get in Jamaica would be the thing that I would, that I would recommend. Agree. Coco, Coco Cabana Rio, we already talked about that. You know, hey, it's Rio. Just sorry you didn't get to see the statue. <laughs> right up there. We only have one thing did on you, our list. Did you one try looking up? <laughs> we got to do the sequel. We got to do the part two. <laughs> well, see, you know, you did exactly what I said, right? You yeah. said, hey, we can get back here. We're having a good time. We're going to skip the thing that everybody says we have to see. I, hey, I, you know, I'm with you. Yeah. Staycation. I think staycations are great. We Some of us had to do a lot of that over the last couple of years, <laughs> right? And I'm a huge fan of the U.S. You talked about, you know, the national parks, still a big national park proponent. And for budgets, you can get the national park passport, yeah. you know, and by the time you get to the second park, third park, you know, you're not paying any more money. And whether you're going to, the, you know, the great big parks in the West or whether you're going to some of the interesting things like dry tortugas in the East or even, you know, one of the six national parks in the Boston area or something like that could be a lot of fun. Get a national park passport and try and check off all the ones near you. Great idea. And then you're not paying for hotels. And there's probably some really great places to see near where you are. U.S., little vague, but, you know, you you went out there on a limb and said Providence, uh, Rhode Island. Smallest state with the largest name of any state. <laughs> That's true. Because, yeah. because the name of the state is actually... I th- when the way we dropped it, we dropped the plantation part. I think, I think I heard that. Yeah. That got dropped. Be, that got dropped maybe a year, two years. Rhode Island and Providence plantation. Yeah, the plantation part the, of it got it. dropped. Yep. 
That's right. I did hear that that got dropped. Iceland, we talked about that already. Again, gorgeous place. If you have a lot of time, you know, a lot of people recommend the Ring Road, but even just doing the Southern route, you can do a lot of that in a day or two mm-hmm. and and then do the Golden Circle and such. And you you got a real good, you know, you can see a lot of waterfalls. One geyser, you can see where the, the continents come together there. So great place, but again, a little expensive. Mexico. Mexico is great. A lot of different places to go in Mexico. I didn't pin you down for where you would go in Mexico. Um, yeah, anywhere. Because, because anywhere. you're listening very, <laughs> very vague. Very, very vague there, logically. Anywhere in Mexico. Uh, there's some places that I would not go in Mexico. No, <laughs> I would this not go true. necessarily to Juarez. I, would not well, I was going to say Juarez. <laughs> That I would not put on my Mexico list. And then there are some other places I would absolutely put on my Mexico list. You know, I'd absolutely put Oaxaca. I would put San Miguel de Allende, Guanajuato, number of Mexico City. You know, go out and see Teotihuacan. Amazing place. You can see pyramids without even leaving the North American continent. Uh, yeah, and that's why I so, didn't pick a, a particular yep. location. Because there's so many. I mean, Mexico is a big country. It Obviously, is. you want to stay away from, unless you're completely ignorant and just want to go anywhere stay away from the dangerous part but there's a lot of yeah country, and, and a don't lot try of... and buy drugs wherever you go yeah so. yeah so there's a lot of <laughs> locations from that scene, in, in mexico that you can go to yeah. that are just as good as the next it's not yeah. better no excellent and then we had southeast asia solid choice solid choice and cm reap mm-hmm. is you know let's just underline that yeah. when you talk about angkor wat i took a group from saigon overland to, to Phnom Penh, to Angkor Wat, then in, on into Bangkok. Mm-hmm. And when we were in Bangkok, we were looking at the different tours we could do. And one of them was to go to several of the old temples in uh, Thailand, in the old, one of the ancient cities of Thailand. And we looked at it and went, oh, it's kind of like Angkor Wat, but smaller. Smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Any place you go after Angkor Wat is going to be like, oh, it's kind of like Angkor Wat, yeah, but smaller. But smaller, yeah. Uh, the scale of Angkor Wat, the 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 other temples there uh is a pretty amazing space place and you know one dollar street mango smoothies you know yeah. from my from my lady making a mango smoothie smoothies downtown fresh from the fruit you know you, you can't beat it for once you get there once yeah you, and, once and people say i know i'm place. glad you mentioned siem Reap, like because phnom penh is mentioned a lot because it's the capital city but it's not really that good for like for visiting, it's it's a capital city, right? There's not much, but Tim Reap, I heard, is it's just much. Penom, more... I liked Phnom Penh, but yeah. one of the, some of the things we did in Phnom Penh was we toured some of the darker history of Cambodia. Yeah, and you yeah. can't get away from that in Cambodia. I think if you're going to see it, fields, you ought yeah. to go out to the killing fields. You ought to go to the the museum that used to be the high school, but you know mm-hmm. was that, was, it was basically elementary a, school, right? Was, a, was it elementary school? I thought it was a <laughs> it was a school for sure. Yeah. I thought it was a high school, but I I wouldn't swear to that. And I and the name of it skips me uh, off the top of my head here. But yeah, I would go there. They're very somber though. It's like when you go to Europe, going to you know going to Dachau or mm-hmm. going to Auschwitz. It's a very somber experience, but it's a very it, it, a very important part of their history. And anybody who's over a certain age has a story about, you know, what that time did to their family. But, you know, these days we just updated our podcast on Cambodia with a friend who's been living in Cambodia for years and said, now there's a much more upbeat, positive, youth-oriented right. culture in that country. Great food in, you know, all 
all four of those countries that you named, Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, mm -hmm. and Laos and Vietnam. You know, I thought I didn't like Pad Thai until I went to in Thai, you know, Thailand and had real Pad Thai. And <laughs> yeah, like, real Pad you know, Thai in Thailand, street. yes. Excellent. Not the sugary oh. stuff that they have here. <laughs> oh, the, the stuff that I had here was like, oh, this is just like, this tastes like noodles. <laughs> you know, it just had no flavor. And, and you don't eat Thai food over there and say this doesn't have flavors. So, yeah. yeah. Um, great that. place for food. Okay. Hold Who on. Hold on, Chris. Before, yes. Okay. Before you decide. Yes, sir. There's some things you need to consider. All right. Right? So while it's your own criteria... No, it's not my show. Also, <laughs> Drew didn't really follow the rules, and he's a big—he's a big guy to say you didn't follow the rules. You didn't follow the rules. His number one staycation is so vague. So, so Drew lived in Rhode Island. He, he did pin it down to Statue of Liberty. So we, we he, did he, make he, the he said New York. He said New York. He said New York. <laughs> but his his real word was staycation. And and he's and that Morgan, is true. It's it's written right there. He yeah. currently lives in Maryland. So <laughs> how do you have a staycation living in Maryland and you're traveling to New York? All right, that's 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 a beautiful question because <laughs> yeah. you claim to be the people's champ, but I'm actually the people's champ. There are listeners who are actually trying to get value out of this show. So for all my <laughs> listeners out there, wherever you are, that staycation Stay where is you wherever are. you are. Find the touristy place where you are. I share that That's experience about New York is because, yeah, I was out there and I never once saw the World Trade Centers and we all know what happened there. So that is a regret of mine. So to avoid those regrets, plan a staycation. And that definitely can fit into the budget there. So, yes, I stand by my staycation. I don't necessarily disagree with Social Juvenile. I, I just wouldn't have it. Obviously, didn't have it as my number one. But staycation... United States, we already talked about it. There's a lot of great things that people have not seen yet in this country that people Absolutely. need to see. So my thing that I would like you to consider, Chris, is that <laughs> Logical Genius, his list is very, very vague. He has USA. He has South Africa. South Africa is big. He has Southeast Asia, where he now has one, two, three, four people. So now we're like my eight cents podcast that's not the name of the show where my five sets we gotta kick within the five so if we're gonna talk about rules and rule breakers logical genius you broke all the rules oh chris i you know i i love when hls and so so you've tried to apply logic because it's just it's just a, a miss right it's not it's not even a hit or a miss it's just a miss because chris can you repeat what the topic of today's show is because i don't want to say all those bees <laughs> well, Chris, remember best budget friendly bucket list travel destination. That is it didn't correct. Didn't say city. Didn't say state. Didn't say specifically any specific location. Destination. Southeast Asia is a destination. South yeah. Africa is a destination. Mexico is a destination. So where am I wrong in this? Where you're wrong, actually, Chris actually already tore your list apart. Because there's certain parts of Mexico we don't want to go. So actually, you know what? You're absolutely right. There's nothing else to say. Chris told you to list the part. It's the destination. You said everywhere in Mexico. Right. And he was like, hey, wait a grasping, second. Grasping at straws trying to tear down my list. I get it. I get it. It's it was already torn down. Who do you have for cross-examination? I, I go back to what I said about best bang for your buck. And my number one alone knocks out all 10 of yours. 
I think. Because, because you can't five get, and one. You can't get you can't get any okay, pick one of them. You can't get any that's why I said once you get there, traveling within those countries is cheap. The the initial cost that you're paying is your flight there. You're probably paying what twelve, fifteen hundred dollars just from the US to to either Thailand, Cambodia, or, or Laos or Vietnam. Like and once you're there, traveling within the country is relatively cheap. You're not spending thousands or hundreds of dollars to go from one country to another. And on top of that, you know, you can every time, you know, talk to anyone who's been there. I lived like a king. I lived like a queen out there because the, the U.S. dollar travels so far and things are so cheap, but yet so good out there. So you can't get any better bang for your buck than than Southeast Asia. So, Chris, here we are. <laughs> we are at decision time. We want to know. Who do you have in third place? Who has the worst list? And honestly, it's hard. I'll tell you that. I have gone back and forth multiple times. You know, you heard you heard the criteria, or you heard the the critique against some of the lists, all of the lists. And fair, they were fair. Yeah. In third place. Oh. Is, is, is here's what it comes down to. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. it's like vagueness is is you know there's a there's an argument that argument you know holds some weight here. Staycation is also vague. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of you named countries rather than cities. You know, we got we got three we got two cities from HLS and and two three from four from from Sosaju. Yes. But at least one of them I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> so, you know. Just think about how expensive Iceland is, and they definitely want to go to Iceland. Iceland Iceland can be expensive. I, I agree with that. This could have gone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but which way is it going? Yeah, which, who, who's your number three? I am going to give, I, I, honestly, I've moved first into third and third into first a couple different times in my mind. Wow. I am going to give third place. <laughs> it's dead air. It's always so good for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Really, what you look for is. I thought know, I thought we were lagging for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, that was that was just, just me. Just I'm, lose connection I'm lagging. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to lo logical genius. <laughs> Sorry for the and, and for the vagueness, not okay. because I disagree with That's any fair. of your That's choices. fair. That's fair. If if you'd picked a place in Mexico, I think it would have it would have bumped out in number one. Number one. Who is in first place? You know. If you haven't been to Egypt, you don't know what you're missing. I'm going to give it to HLS. What? It's one of my, <laughs> if you ask me my favorite places that I've traveled in, it is a budget destination. It is Sinparnon. It is, it is a very different place when you're, you know, watching a, a civilization that dates back as far as not the oldest civilization in the world. The first cities were in northern India, by the way, but the longest one of the longest continuous civilizations in the world, because that civilization didn't carry on as much. That probably was the difference there, even because even though you had Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought they were both out of the water with the Iceland. I said, "Oh, it's over." I, you it know, it, it, it was a good argument. It was a good argument, honestly. But you stepped in the right direction. That's all that matters. <laughs> Boy, 
direction. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Blind squirrel, right? What did they say? Blind squirrel? Your boy HLS is at the top once again. Once again, put some respect on my damn name. Yeah, just never gonna you know, happen. You're gonna go broke with his list. Just remember that. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, Chris, what do you have in your five cents? What are your top five areas that you would go to for for budget travel? Yes, budget, yeah. budget bucket list. Budget bucket list. Oh, so if some, so, oh, then we have to back up here because my bucket list has to be places I have not been. Correct. So, in my budget bucket list, there are still parts of southern africa that i have not seen i've been to south africa amazing botswana for wildlife i would say even better zimbabwe hurting country great people i don't know how any country can have like 90 percent unemployment rate and not just dissolve but you know good wildlife amazing place dick falls but i have not been to namibia okay um, and so in southern africa i would say namibia would be on my list okay in Latin America, Colombia is is up near the top of my list. I'm that's, that's on my it's list. A place too. I may go. Like I'm trying to, I'm debating whether I'll spend a week in Colombia coming up this this year. I just came back from Belize and Guatemala, so they can't be on my bu- bu- bucket list anymore. But I'll Belize tell you, that was a pretty list. darn good trip. Belize is uh, on my yeah, list. I had Central America. And, I mean, it wasn't specific, but had that region. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put Costa Rica on your list for budget, but an amazing place. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of Southeast Asia, I still want to go to Myanmar. It's yeah. a little more politically sensitive mm-hmm. right now. It is. But I haven't been there. I haven't been to Laos, but I think for some reason, Myanmar's a little higher, higher on my list in Southeast Asia. And then I would say probably the next two for me are in the Caucasus. And so they would be Azerbaijan and either Armenia or Georgia. And I probably, just because we did the show on Armenia more recently, Armenia is is bumped Georgia a little bit in my bucket list, but they're very similar ancient cultures. Yeah. Armenia was the very first uh, nation that became Christian. you know, And so it has a long history. And Azerbaijan right next door has a very different history you know, going back to Persia and Zoroastrianism and, and things like that. So those two places are also on my list right now. And I want to get back to India if I had to get the sixth. So there are places in India that I have not seen yet. Well, there's a lot of places in India. Yeah. And in the in the pandemic early on, when it looked like things were going not to be not as bad and India wasn't having a problem, they they contacted me and said, you can go any place in India. Where do you want us to take you? And and that's a hard decision because there's a lot of fascinating places to see there. But probably at that time, I would have told them Rajasthan. Mm-hmm. Although now we did a show recently, more recently on, gosh, now I'm uh, this for the one name that's not going to come to me in, in places. The region that's disputed with Pakistan is a gorgeous and very non-Indian looking destination. Looks like it could be Switzerland. You know, very green, beautiful area up there. So those are those are kind of where on my bucket list right now. Okay, nice. Well, and 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 actually, I've, I've got a conference coming up in South Africa, hopefully next year. Nice. In which case, if I'm there, then opportunistically, I want to get to one of the small states like Lesotho or uh, Eswatini, formerly Swaziland. Oh, that's great. 
Well, thank you for sharing. What we like to do here is we actually ask the people their opinion on it. So Logical Genius, uh, break down the people's poll for us. All right, Chris, we we talk to our listeners. We ask social media and see what you know their input was. And they gave us their five, I guess. This is I don't, I don't have to rate them, do I also? No, no, no. no, no. no. your listeners, which People's are, opinion, you know. Oh, good. In no particular order, Mexico came up a lot. I mean, no specific city in Mexico, so I don't know if you can knock them for that. Like, you knocked me for that. <laughs> but Mexico came up. The Dominican Republic came up. I think relatively cheap to go there, not too far of a flight, you know, a couple of hours, and not expensive to, you know, to, to eat there and, and do things there. Jamaica was another location. Alaska came up, which is interesting. Not as cheap it's not but you know interesting destination yeah and greece was another one which is funny because i think over the especially around the pandemic maybe even before the pandemic i heard a lot of people were traveling to greece at certain point because it was greece, so much greece is one of my favorite countries i just yeah. spent a week on a boat off the peloponnese in the uh, saronic islands of greece and you know love the food love the history Love the people. Amazing place. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. place. And I'll throw in another one because this one got a lot of votes, I guess, or a lot of feedback. Croatia, which has surprised me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Croatia is a solid bet. If you're thinking about Croatia, though, and you want cheaper, so Croatia is amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Dubrovnik doesn't feel like a real city, but gorgeous, gorgeous place. If you're there on the walls, look at which are the bright orange buildings. Those are the ones that were destroyed in the Serbia Monten- the war with Serbia and Montenegro. Mm. So it's been rebuilt, but it's a gorgeous city. But, you know, I think even better might be like Split and Troyer and the National Park of Plitvice are amazing places in Croatia. But also, if you're in the region, consider Slovenia and Bosnia. Bosnia. My family did a trip where we flew into Bosnia and Herzegovina into Sarajevo because it was cheaper. We basically could get miles. We could get flights in there with miles where there was no way we could get into Dubrovnik because it's a much more well-known destination. Mm -hmm. And we loved Sarajevo more. Wow. Um, Fascinating destination, inexpensive, amazing history. You know, a little tragic history is the siege of Sarajevo, but it's also where World War I started. Uh, but amazing city and and too often overlooked yeah um, i was so, going to yeah. say with yeah. the wars that happened in the 90s there and I mean, yeah. 19 the 90s was not that far ago i know like, did they really rebuild it all up how is great it? place great place great place and and half the price of dubrovnik for instance mm-hmm. Literally half the price and then i would also consider slovenia so just north of croatia Beautiful, beautiful country, very green country and some amazing, you know, scenery, but also, for instance, some amazing like caves. I went to two caves there. One is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. The first one you get in a train and you go into the mountain, like a mile into the mountain and it's, you know, wonderful cave. And so we got to the second one and I, you know, we kind of come in the back door and I thought, well, you know, this is okay. It's not as good as the last one was. And then you open up into the main chamber and it's an underground river with a bridge hanging over it with mist rising up from it. You felt like you were out of the Lord of the Rings and the mines of Moria. It was just, it was just an amazing, 
jaw-dropping place. So not enough people go to Slovenia. It, both of those countries are as good to go to as Croatia, and Croatia's great. Nice. And there you have it. That was the people's poll. Chris, if people wanted to follow you on social media or check out your podcast, how would they do that? You can go to amateurtraveler.com or find me amateur traveler wherever fine podcasts are given away for free <laughs> <laughs> very nice plug very nice plug we appreciate you being on the show we're gonna go ahead and say good night to the people logical genius go ahead and start us off ah <sighs> people the logic didn't work this time it did not work this time and i also think i was slower at sending chris money through venmo than HLS was. Why didn't so that's my reason for losing. But thank you, Chris, for being on the show. Appreciate the knowledge you shared. And listeners, we'll get them next time. Chris, considering that Logical Genius and HLS list was so similar, except for two, I find your decision maker quite questionable. I thought for sure we were here. I thought when you said, hey, I haven't been to those three places, I thought it sparked intrigue. And you were like, you know what? That's the bucket list I want to go with. But it didn't go our way. I appreciate you being on the show. This was such a great recording. Thank you. And good night, people. And HLS and our champion for the week. Put some respect on my name. Chris, I said it before, I'll say it again. You definitely stepped in the right direction. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a blast. And Chris, thanks for having me. And Chris Christensen, please go ahead and say goodnight to the people. Good night, people. <laughs> 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 <laughs>